Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, uh, where we can tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app store the staffer recommendation of royal pizza is the mediterranean chicken we're going to get to some of your texts on our ashley fine floor text line at 780-496-0063 that's also our river creek resort casino hotline we'll get to some calls but we have two bits of uh uh news for you the american hockey league today has announced that bakersfield condors defenseman brandon manning has been suspended for five games as a consequence of his actions in a game at ontario yesterday manning uh was suspended after being assessed a game misconduct uh misconduct under the provisions of the ahl rule 23.9 for use of a racial slur towards an opponent so Brandon Manning has been sus- suspended. Subsequent to that, the Bakersfield Condors uh, general manager, Keith Gretzky, the assistant general manager of the Oilers, has put this uh, comment out. Uh, this is Keith Gretzky. We are aware of an unacceptable comment directed toward an Ontario Reign player by Bakersfield Condors defenseman Brandon Manning during last night's game. This is a very serious matter. We are disappointed by Brandon's comment, and we fully support the American Hockey League's decision. The Oilers and the Condors organizations wholeheartedly believe in a respectful workplace and will work to better educate our players on appropriate conduct on and off the ice. Well, uh, it says it all right there. So Brandon Manning suspended five games in the in the uh, American Hockey League for a racial slur. Not good. Uh, we will also tell you uh, the good piece of news we have. John Shannon tweeted this out. The orders have subsequently followed it up. Uh, Edmonton is returning to Penticton for the Young Stars Tournament. It will uh, take place in the second week of September. So after a two-year hiatus, last couple of years, we've had some games in uh, Red Deer between uh, the Oilers rookies and the Flames rookies. But after a two-year hiatus, the Oilers prospects will be returning to Penticton this fall to meet the Canucks, Jets, and Flames rookies in the Young Stars Classic. So uh, there you have it. Now, you can uh, text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And uh, also give us a call, 780-496-0063. want to get to Sonny's text that has come in here. Uh, where was it? Sonny in Vancouver says, Hey, Bob, since Broberg is trending to be another nurse and there's already a lot of depth on left defense, wouldn't it have been better to draft Trevor Zegras? Thanks from Sonny in Vancouver. You know what? Uh, That was a fair question. They seemed honed in on Broberg about three weeks to a month before the draft that that was their guy. 
if he can turn out to be a Jay Bomeister S defenseman, which is not going to necessarily be easy. It's funny, some until about a year ago or two years ago, people always sort of diminished Jay's accomplishments in the NHL. He's been a hell of a defenseman for a long time, and when he got paired with Pareko last year, that was part of the turning point for the St. Louis Blues. So, um, you know, I do think if Broberg and Bouchard end up in your top pairing for a decade, that could be a pretty good thing. Let's go to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, and we're going to drop them. John, you're up on line number one. Thank you for being patient and waiting. How are you doing? Not too bad. How about yourself? Not bad. That's good. Um, well, first I got to say, what a difference a year makes for the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> I was, and, just, I was just thinking about the bye week or the all-star break and bye week last year. You recall what happened on January 24th? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Shirley getting canned, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I was just calling to say, obviously, like most Oilers fans, pretty happy with where we are. I don't think we could expect to be any doing any better this year. But I think we can't, no, under no circumstances, can we trade... Uh, our first or second round pick or any of our top prospects under no circumstance. Well, they, they wouldn't put it this way. Taylor Hall was out there. He was available and it was well known that Edmonton was not going to move a number one and they weren't going to move Broberg, Bouchard. And I believe Yamamoto was in that mix as well. So, you know, I mean, Taylor Hall would have been, would have been a hell of an impactful player to go get. Uh, now, as it turned out, Arizona moved their number one, but they didn't move either of their top two prospe- uh, prospects, which were Barrett Ayton and Victor Soderstrom. So, you know, uh, I don't think the, I don't think John. I put it this way: I don't think the number one's going to get moved. I don't see it. unless it's for a guy that's got you know three years left on a really good contract. I, I don't see how that happens. Even then, Bob, like the reason why we're not further ahead is because we've taken too many shortcuts. Like how many? What I think what probably five or six picks we've lost in the last five years, like top three, like the top three round picks that we've either traded away or were taken away from us, right? Well, the signings of both Shirelli and um, and Todd McClellan, right? They lost a third for one and a second for the other. And the irony in that is I believe that the Oilers may have been, when Edmonton lost Scott Housen, it was right after then, that we started hearing about compensation for executives because you grow and develop an executive in your organization for a number of years. And Scott Housen had been Kevin's assistant for like seven years. And then he goes to Columbus and Edmonton has to replace that and there's no compensation. So I think that was part of the reason why, because it was right after that that they started talking about changes to it. And then lo and behold, the Oilers get stung where they lose a second and a third for Shirelli and McClellan, and that no longer occurs today. So there's. Two- oh, I know, I know. It, it was a stupid rule because they both got fired. So like that, that rule shouldn't have been in place. But I mean, don't forget, we got a we we, we trade away to one number one and number two in 2015. We traded another. It was a terrible round trade. Pick. It was a terrible trade as it turned out. I, I know, I know. But all I'm just saying is, like, no shortcuts. Make the picks, develop the players properly. And then everything will sort itself out. Like, isn't it a deep draft this year? So how do you respond, John? Yes, it is a deep draft. How do you respond to the listeners right now that are saying, you've only got so much time with uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl? How would you respond to that then? He signed for, what, six more years? we got five yeah. more years of Dreisaitl, and they're just entering their prime? Yeah. No, no, don't rush it. Like, like We've already seen what happens when you rush things. So just don't do it. See, do you accept, like, both Speck and me have the Oilers as out of tens right now, five or six, meaning they're, 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 no, they're an okay team, they're an okay to good team. Do you think, by the way, do you think they're going to make the playoffs, John? Yeah, I think so, but I don't think we're going to win the division. And even if we do, we're, you know, 
the Pacific's a little bit weaker than the other ones. I mean, this is I, I. I mean, I'd love to, but I don't think we're we're not making a cup. So what run you're saying, what you're saying is, you don't believe they're a cup contender. Don't give up any prospects or assets, uh, and sit there and continue to build some greater depth in your organization. That's what you're. That's what you would do. Darn right. Just keep building the right way. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Yep, uh, Brendan. I got a whole. What's going on here? Something has happened on either your side or my side to the board. Can you click John off, please, for me? And bring the other John on from Spruce Grove. Okay, uh, I, we got three Johns. Is, are you serious? All three guys' names are John. What are the chances of that happening? Let's go to uh, John from Spruce Grove. He, he wants to know. He's wondering. You're going to have to do it here, Brendan. Oh, wait a sec. Maybe I'm back. There you go. Let's try that. John, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. So, uh, what's your question? So, what I'm thinking is I'm going to swing the pendulum back from the last caller just a little bit. Um, I don't think you can ever go into any trade deadline or any situation saying absolutely guarantee, not going to trade, not going to trade. And I don't think Ken Holland would do that. I think you always listen, even though you might not force anything. Now, what makes me a little bit nervous is that you only get so many kicks at the can. So if they're progressing really well this year ahead of schedule, to just say, no, we're going to ignore that. We're going to ignore our bird in the hand and go for the two in the bush um, completely. I don't think that's smart either, and I don't think the majority of the fan base would be completely on board with that. Um, that being said, I don't want to see them squander first-round picks or top prospects. What I would like to see and I think would satisfy a lot of this fan base would be an average to above-average middle six forward landed um, the last thing you want to do is hear everybody on the major network saying, yeah, you know, Oilers were in on this guy, but Calgary landed him. Oilers were in on this guy, but Vancouver landed him. Oilers were in on this guy, but whoever landed them, because I don't think that flies in this marketplace. And I just want your thoughts on that. It's interesting, John. I'm going to take you back to 2016-17. Okay? So I'm going to, I don't know if I know I've definitely brought up the player far too much over the years. But I wanted Peter Shirelli to go get Derek Ryan out of Carolina. He was finishing his first full season. He finished that year with 11 goals and 29 points in 67 games. I talked to Rick Olchuk in Carolina when we were there before the trade deadline about the potential of Brandon Davidson and whether or not he could be a guy. And remember, at that stage, Carolina wasn't necessarily killing it with the likes. They didn't know how good Pesci and Slavin were going to be at that stage. Uh, right? Those guys were... I think a little bit. I mean, those guys were not top-round picks, um, and Slavin ended up having a tremendous year that season. Pesci had; they both had very good rookie years. But Derek Ryan was an unrestricted free agent at the end of that season. Do you recall who Pete Chiarelli traded Brandon Davidson for at the deadline and just before the deadline in 2016-17? I don't. Was it another defenseman? No, it was David DeHarnay. Oh, DeHarnay. Yeah, he scored a big goal that year. There you go. But yeah. he ended up in Europe the next year. Right. right, wasn't good enough to play anymore in the NHL, and Derek Ryan would have slid in as a third because there was concern that they didn't have a good enough third line center. Right, yeah. If you recall, Drake Kajula was the Oilers' third line center before yeah. they went out and got DeHarnay, and Latesta was their fourth line center, who ended up on their first unit power play and on their first unit PK, and had an unbelievable run on the power play in the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was interesting how it all because I look at this year's team, and they have sort of a, a the difference is Kajula can play the wing, he can I, he could play any one of the three forward positions, but if you look at this team year's team, they got Shan who is an unequivocal de facto penalty killing 
fourth line center. That's what right. he is. And really, he's been on the Oilers' third line, if you look at it. And I just kind of look at Gaetan Haas, and I kind of, to me, kind of reminds me a bit of the position they were in with Kajula. Like, they need an upgrade there. Now, some people say, well, if you get yourself a second-line winger, then you can move Nugent Hopkins to that spot. I wouldn't do that because I think Nugent Hopkins has to play in the top six. Yeah, so doesn't it make sense that you don't sell the farm, but you, you add a, an average to above average, dependable, versatile, middle six forward, and don't let that guy go to one of your rivals? It does make sense. It's just what's the – can you get that player with a, a B-grade prospect or something that's not a first or second round draft choice? I'm not sure you can, John. i got to tell you. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't go a first-round pick, but if the, if it was the right player, I would be willing to go with a second. You do realize that would mean they wouldn't have a second or third-round pick in this year's upcoming draft. But then you can you can manage that in the off-season. You got Pugliarvi, you got some other contracts you want might want to move out. Um, you can manage to grab those seconds and thirds back in okay. the off-season if you need to. Fair perspective. Thanks, John. Thanks. You bet. 148 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back, wrap up the show with a bunch of texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. He is second in NHL in scoring, going off to the All-Star game, Leon Dreisaitl. And speaking of Leon Dreisaitl, Trent has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. At 7804960063. Trent says, Bob, I like lines one with Neil, McDavid, and Cassian. Line two, Nugent Hopkins, Dry Saddle, and Yamo. And line uh, Yamamoto. And lines uh, line four of Nygaard, Sheehan, and Archibald. But to be a playoff team, we need to have a better third line. That one comes to us from Trent. Trent, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree. That, you know, I would feel a lot better about things if they had. And I think that Chase On is serviceable as a uh, guy that can give you a little bit of juice and move up and down a bit. Uh, this text comes in from Oilers GM. Bob, I would trade the second and yes, a Paul Yarvey for Athanasio out of Detroit, who's a restricted free agent having a horrendous year. I think he's injured right now, actually, for the Red Wings. Uh, Oilers GM, guess what? I believe Detroit would do that deal. In a New York second, I believe that they would take a second and uh, pull Yarvey for Athanasio. I'd have to think about that from an Oilers perspective, just because Athanasio is a, an interesting player. Scored 30 goals last year, and he can fly. Absolutely, he can fly. Part of the challenge there would be for Edmonton, I mean, cap space-wise, how would they fit in the $3 million cap in? To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Still a couple spots left. You can visit newwesttravel.com for more information. We're going to go back uh, to this date. 1989, what happened? Mario Lemieux rolls into town, scores two goals, and dishes out five helpers in a 7-4 Pittsburgh win. Those seven points are the most the Oilers have ever given up to an opposing player in one game in team history. Yeah, he was pretty good, Mario. Maybe the best one-on-one player of all time until maybe McDavid came into the league. Different. They could do it differently, right? I mean, Mario was obscenely gifted for a man of that size. Sean has Texas on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, uh, the guy is wrong. The caller who said that the Oilers shouldn't move away picks and assets. 
The Oilers are behind because they struck out on JP and traded a 16th overall for Reinhardt. Making trades now with prospects and picks isn't rushing. It's improving because your two best players' contracts run out. A guy picked at 20th overall isn't playing for at least four more years, and that's if you hit on the pick. And even then, it wouldn't be impactful right away. That's the last year of the 29 and 97 contracts. Patience is all we've done in Edmonton for 13 years. Uh, That one comes to us from Sean. Another texter comes in and asks, Bob, do you think that the the Leafs would do Nylander for Larson and Pogliarvi? Uh, No. But I think the Leafs would consider Larson for Kapanen. We agree Nylander is a higher skilled, better player than uh, Kapanen. Brennan, we agree on that? Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I actually like the price point, though, on Kapanen. He's only like $3.25 million. It's kind of perfectly slotted for a middle six-wing guy. Uh, this text comes in. Bob, oh, well, we, we, I think we read this text. We got the exact same text yesterday. Call up Benson before any trades made, and uh, maybe let's see what he could do as an example with Shane and Archibald. This text says, Bob, James Neal on the first line has been absolutely awful. He can't score five on five. Connor needs a better left winger. There are, what's what's uh, expectant goals that are pretty interesting in that regard? Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now from the NHL Network, Brian Lawton from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, NHL insider John Shannon. Tonight, Inside Sports special guest host is uh, Dave Campbell, is Reed Wilkins, like Jack Michaels, taking a, a week away. What do you got? He will uh, have John Willis from The Athletic on to talk Edmonton Oilers, Andrew Walker from Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver to talk about the race in the Pacific Division, Don Matz on that Connor McDavid documentary. I know you tweeted out that, uh, and then the show did as well, the preview to that documentary. It looks incredible, Bob. Eskimos special teams coordinator and the Eskimos run, uh, new running backs coach, that's Terry Eisler. <laughs> Terry Eisler did something once that George LaRock once did. Terry did it once. I'll tell you that. So many times he did. I'm looking really, really happy for the Eisler family that uh, Terry's back in town. Uh, Terry and Laurie have a son that's playing for the University of Regina in uh, hockey right now. Saw him play a couple months ago. Wasn't a good night for Regina. I think they gave up nine or ten in that game. All right. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 afternoons with Jalen and I. Thank you to all of you that called in and participated in the interactive elements of Oilers Now Today. Have a excellent Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.